Hello everybody, my name is Mark Ma. Welcome to another episode of my show in which I share a lot of valuable information that will help you take your business to the next level fastest way possible. Today, I have my dear friend Paul who is going to share some extremely valuable information that's gonna help you take your business to the next level fastest way possible. And also he's gonna be mentioning how you can use or utilize podcasting to drive your business to a profit. So Paul, please take your time to introduce yourself to my audience. Thanks so much for having me, Mark. I'm grateful to be here and I'm glad you're well there in New York. We know that a lot of people around the world are thinking of New York. It's the city of my birth and I'm thinking of you and everybody else who's living there right now. Awesome. So can you tell me a little bit about like how did you start your own entrepreneurial life? So people who are listening to you probably maybe the first time they may not know you know about you if you could share a little bit of your history how you got started things that nature and then we can see how the conversation goes and where we can take from there absolutely i like to i didn't know there was a thing called an accidental entrepreneur mark <laughs> but I, I have to raise my hand i didn't plan it out like i'm not one of these people who went to college and i want to study on i was actually doing community work and all about helping people you know, I, I did 15 years in doing community work around ending domestic violence and engaging young men as fathers and restorative justice and ending intergenerational substance abuse stuff. And it was fabulous work. And I burned out. It doesn't pay very well. And I had a kid and just 15 years of drama and violence. And I was done. And it was time to reinvent myself. I still wanted to help people, but I needed to make more money with a family. And I heard about this thing called social entrepreneurship. And here we are 13 years later. <laughs> That's awesome, man. That's great. So what was your first, uh, uh, let's say, let me put it this way. What was your first, how did you get your feet wet in the entrepreneurship? Like what was your first business that you're like, hey, let me venture into that? Yeah. It was, it was a modality that was about helping people, but it's one of the first modalities that um, was skillful at using online. Back in the day, a lot of my social work and counseling friends were like, you can't help people online. Now we know COVID-19, like everybody's doing it on. But 13 years ago, a lot of my peers were not. And this was a, um, a, a coaching type tool. And I was like, I understood it. I knew I wanted to get online and it helped bridge me from being kind of a community worker and um, connecting with other practitioners who were like, yeah, you can be helping somebody online and let's learn how to do together. So um, yeah, that's, that, that's how I got started. And then over the years, I realized I got more interested in this idea of social entrepreneurship and pretty quickly, maybe year one, year two, pivoted from being a practitioner or coach person to helping people start thinking about this idea of growing a business and um, you know, helping people and making the world a better place, which is technically called social entrepreneurship. Awesome. That's awesome. So can you talk a little bit about the social entrepreneurship? Because I think that's the first time I ever heard that term. So social entrepreneur. Social entrepreneurship. <laughs> it's, it's one of the fastest growing majors on college campuses all around the world. Yeah. And the basic idea is when you look at social entrepreneurship, you know, there's uh, young people around the world are looking at our world and saying, it's a mess. <laughs> it's a mess out there. 
And the more traditional ways of trying to make an impact in nonprofit or government, like those are good, but those systems, you know, I, I used to work in a lot of nonprofits and I always felt like we were like trying to do good work to like help families and do all this good thing, but we were trying to do it on the crumbs and all the like horsepower was over there in the business world. And I think a lot of young people are saying there's got to be a way to harness that engine of business, but to do good things in the world. And some classic examples of that might be Tom Shoes, where you buy a pair of shoes for yourself, and then somebody in a, a place where um, they don't have a lot of resources financially, and there's a health problems like kids walking around barefoot in certain places, there's actually things that can come up through your feet and give you health problems. So they, I buy a pair of shoes, or you buy a pair of shoes living here in a you know, modern economy, Mark, and then somebody in a place that doesn't have as many resources, they get a pair of shoes. That's a classic. It's called the buy one, give one model. Anybody who wants to find out more about it, there's a whole website called B1, the letter B, the numeral one, G1, buy one, give one. I think it's .com or .org. I can't remember. We can look it up. Yeah. Okay. That's that's interesting. I have not thought about that either. This is like a, this is getting <laughs> this podcast started into the off to a good start. So that's awesome. Wait, 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 wait. Paul's talking about everything else that everybody else who's ever been on the show. No, that's not me. Sorry, Mark. You asked the wrong guy to your podcast if that's what you're looking for. <laughs> so, so what are some of the things you're working on currently nowadays? That because of this whole COVID nineteen thing. So how are how is, how are things going right now for you? My world, I'm working hard, but I'm, I'm, I'm very grateful, Mark. I have two businesses nowadays. One is like a consulting business where I work with social entrepreneurs one-on-one -on -one in small groups and do kind of traditional um, marketing coaching. And we work on business plans and other things like that in one-on-one -on -one in small groups. And the thing I'm working the most on these days is a membership community called Awarepreneurs. The first part of the word awareness, the second part of the word entrepreneurs, and that we just got our 315th member today. And that's, it's growing very quickly. We have a podcast. Uh, we just, as of May, the beginning of May, went to two episodes a week. We had been doing one, now we're doing two a week. And between the podcast and 315 people who are doing good work and trying to find ways to grow it and set up podcast tours and learn how to use Instagram and LinkedIn to market their business, I'm a pretty busy guy these days. Okay. So what, how, what do you define as what this thing called podcast tour? What does that mean? Like virtual tour, physical tour? Like obviously you can't do it nowadays, but yeah. like what is your definition? That's a great question, Mark. So I'm on a podcast tour right now, and um, we just did an episode with a founder of, you and I met through a platform that would help people who wants to set up a podcast tour. Um, that one's called Podit, P-O-D-D-I-T. Um, I just interviewed the founder of another platform called matchmaker.fm. And these are platforms, there, there are ways in, you know, let me just back up for a little bit. Podcasting is growing really, really quickly. And the people who listen, this is the reason, if you get nothing else out of this particular interview for your listeners, if you're listening to this, people who listen to podcasts are more educated. They make more money. Let me say that again. They make more money. They're more open to new ideas. They tend to be what we would call early adapters. 
And they also tend to be people who um, are well-networked. They, they know a lot of people who, um, they, the people, their friends, they're like, Mark's that guy that everybody talks, you know, oh, what, what music is Mark listening to? Because he's just the guy that we, um, we turn to to find new music or new clothes or what's the cool shoes or whatever it is. Mark's that guy. People who listen to podcasts tend to be that more among their friends and in their colleagues. So smarter, not smart, more educated, make more money. They adapt to new ideas quicker and they tend to be what we would call influencers, at least in their networks, right? When I heard that, I said, that's the people I want. Sign me up. How do I get there? So the longer build way, and you and I both do this, congratulations on your fabulous podcast, Mark. And like I said, uh, this morning, we just published episode 122 with the Awarepreneurs podcast, and now we're going to twice a week. It's really working for us. But it takes time to build your own podcast, to figure out what you're doing, to earn a reputation, to get enough reviews on iTunes, that when you invite a guest who has a large marketing platform, in other words, a bunch of people on LinkedIn or Instagram, follow them, for them to say yes. So it takes some time. It's definitely worth it, but it takes more time. The idea of a being a podcast, doing a podcast tour is you go to other people's podcasts. So you've been building this thing, Mark, for quite some time. And it's taken me more than two years to get to 122 episodes with the Awarepreneurs podcast. And at this point, we re regularly turn away people that might have 100,000 followers on Instagram or 50,000 people on LinkedIn because we can. I get pitched like, I don't know. 50 to 100 times a week for their two slots. But if you get one of those slots, then, you know, quite a few people, if you get on the right podcast, you can get onto a platform that somebody else has bit, built that has thousands or tens of thousands or even hundreds of thousands of downloads every episode. And the only thing you need to do is figure out where those podcasts are and give them a smart pitch. I pitched you and here we are on Paul's, I wanna talk a little bit about what that pitch looks like, but a podcast tour is simply just going around and being interviewed on a number of podcasts. If you're smart, you'll make sure that they're podcasts that have a good audience. Um, in other words, good in terms of there's a significant number of listeners and that it's a good match for the kind of work that you do. And you put them together on a tour, just like in the old days when you had an album or a book, you'd get in the van and you drive around to music venues or bookstores and you do a launch tour. Now we can do that virtually and it's called a podcast tour. Oh, that's very interesting way of doing it. It's like you could be like a celebrity podcast tour. A micro celebrity, <laughs> totally. <laughs> That's awesome, man. That's awesome. Cool. So, how do you go about like? I know Potter is one of the one platform that you mentioned, and then who you interviewed on it, other people from it as well. Is there another platform that you could recommend the people who are listening to, like, hey, I want to possibly use other platform other than Potter? Yes, that's a great question. First thing, I just want to wind back in just a second and say. Before you figure out the platforms, just do a little bit of homework about how do you be a great guest? You know, so that when you are on, you can take that episode and show it to other potential hosts or just let people, if, like, if I come on your podcast and you really like it, Mark, you probably, I know I do, I have podcaster friends because podcasters hang out, right? So if you come on and you really rock it, the whole thing gets easier. So um, we have an episode or I can give some tips now, just like 
how do you, it's just simple things to think about your sound, have a decent microphone, even if it's, uh, you know, not a $500 podcast mic, but don't try to use the mic built into your computer. Think about your sound, the room that you, you know, maybe your puppy isn't whining in the back of the, you know, like just what can you do to try to make it have a decent quality experience for the people who are listening, both in the um, technology you're using and also the sound that is in the environment that you're in, right? Simple things like that. Also come in with some points. I have a few points, a few tips so that I'm not just kind of like chatting away. Like I like chatting away, but your time is valuable, Mark, and your listener's time. Come in with three points or five points or seven points, just a couple notes so that when you're on the show and people are listening, they walk away with, oh, yeah, that's right. Paul said, like, think of these, you know, have a couple tips or like, yeah, my puppy. Can I like find him some room on the other end of the house or can my kid take him for a walk during that 25 minutes that I'm doing interviews? So it's quiet and my full attention. So think about what you do before you get on the show and while you're on the show so that then when you're pitching and yes now i want to tell you a couple of the platforms so you and i met on one called pot it p-o-d-p-o-d-d-i-t and it's like a matchmaker service like tinder for podcasters right dating for pod the people who have great shows and the people who want to be great guests let's get them together it's called pot it pot it has both a platform that you can sign up for that's free they also have a nice Facebook group. Again, that's free and you can go there and that's what it does. It's a matchmaking service. Another very similar one is called matchmaker.fm and I've uh, just interviewed the founder of that. His name is uh, James Mulvaney. Fabulous platform, really user-friendly and great um, podcasts and now great guests are getting on both of those platforms, right? So those are specific like apps that that's all they do. They're just designed to get podcasters and people who want to be great guests together. And then there's also great groups on Facebook. My favorite one is called Podcast Guest Connection. And that one's up at about 4,500 members, if I remember correctly. And the whole idea of that group is just getting great podcasts together with great guests. And each time you post, you either use the hashtag in that group find a guest, hashtag find a guest, if Mark wants to go on and you have a podcast, or if you want to be a guest, hashtag be a guest, Paul's looking for other shows to be um, on as a guest as part of setting up a podcast tour. And then the last thing I'd say is just use your old friend Google, do a search. If you're a wellness entrepreneur or you like do real estate, go do a search on top real estate podcasts in New York City or top yoga podcasts and then just go to their contact page and pitch them and say, hey, Mark, I love what you're doing with the show and I'd love to be on and I'm sending up a podcast tour. Here's two or three topics that I might um, be able to talk to you that would provide value to your audience. Okay, cool, man. That's awesome. That's really, really valuable information. Thank you once again for sharing. And then what I want to talk about next, next is like, far as you found the perfect guest that you would like or podcast you would like to be on. So are there two or three tips you could share that you were included in your pitch when someone reads it? It doesn't sound like a sales is all about me, me, yes. me, me, me kind of thing. That's, yeah, that's a great question, Mark. The first one is always start off with something about the podcast or the guest and not yourself. 
right? Some might say, Mark, love what you're doing with your podcast and how you're providing such valuable information. And to do this authentically, you got to do a little home. Go listen to Mark's episode, right? Spend some time. It's worth it. Or at least go look at his website or go see what he's doing on Instagram. Who is Mark or whoever the host is? And try to find some genuine way to appreciate what they've built. Again, I've spent two years investing in my podcast. If you come on and you pitch me and say, I'm the best thing since sliced bread, you're not going to get on as fast as somebody who said, Paul, you, it's, it's really clear. I got a fabulous pitch today. The person listened to an episode and told me exact three things they loved about that episode and why there, this was actually somebody who represents a potential guest. Paul, I listened to the episode. I loved A, B, and C. And I think our guest would be able to do something similar as your fabulous guest in the episode I listened to because X, Y, and Z. Well, that just stopped me in my tracks, Mark, right? So, so spend, find some way to reach out with at least acknowledging that your host of that podcast that you're pitching put a lot of work into creating this thing and thank them for it. Then when you do, after you do that, find some way, don't just tell them how great you are. Think about how you can provide value to their guests, right? I'm sorry, to their listeners. So if it's an entrepreneur podcast, well, what is it about the listeners of that particular entrepreneur podcast? Or if it's a, again, a real estate one, what's your, what's two or three things that you could potentially provide value about and really get into some specific, like, I didn't just say, hey, Mark, let's get on this podcast and talk about entrepreneurship and isn't it great? Or like, go out there and hustle. I came to it and said, hey, I've done a bunch of thinking and I'm actually doing a podcast tour. And I'd love to give some tips because a lot of entrepreneurs never really thought about a podcast tour, guesting, but not just kind of like once in a while, really kind of making it a thing. The month of, for me, the month of May, I'm trying to get 20 podcasts recorded during the month of May. And I'm about, this is my sixth one. I've got another seven or eight books. So I'm pretty likely to make it 20 podcasts in 30 days, right? To do that um, is, a, is a significant accomplishment and um, most entrepreneurs haven't thought about doing that in a very intentional way and what that means for their business to be on 20 fairly or in some cases very well-known podcasts in a close proximity can really, in a month, can really move your, the needle in terms of what you want to do. So I had a very specific thing to bring to the conversation with some very specific tips. Give two or three ideas to the host that you're pitching, here's some things that I think your I'm really good at that your audience might really benefit from. Hey guys, I just want to take a quick moment to tell you, thank you so much for listening to this podcast and all the podcasts that you have listened to it. If you truly enjoyed what you were listening to it, make sure you click that subscribe button wherever you're listening to it. And also, I have a something special that I want to offer to you that is truly going to help you take your business to a 10x level. If that's something you're interested in, make sure you go to markkumar.com forward slash gift. Once again, the URL is markkumar.com forward slash gift. And in there, I have something that I really truly believe is going to help you go take your business to the next level a lot faster. Now, back to 
to your episode. That's once again, Paul. You leave me like speechless. I don't know. I'm not sure what to say. It's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mean to like leave you speechless, Mark. <laughs> I'm from New York. I don't get speechless. So. <laughs> <laughs> that that's not a thing, is it? <laughs> But once again, thanks for all that valuable information. You know, this is great. And then people who are or who are entrepreneurs listening to this podcast, you know, number one thing you want to do, especially nowadays, is get on somebody's podcast, go to Potted or Match, was it Matchmaker.fm? Matchmaker FM, FM. yeah. Exactly. Matchmaker FM, go in there, set up a profile, and then get on somebody else's podcast. The reason why you want to do that is because the people who have this podcast, like myself, they have built this authority, who have this audience, you can tap into those audiences. So that's, that's, Best way to get your business, your brand, and your name out there a lot faster. So, yeah. Paul, what I want to do is next is like, so in your own podcast, when you host it, can you share what tools or what processes that you use that will help you stay productive and not lose your mind where because as you know the back end side can really really be very time consuming because i know when i first started the podcast back in november and i was spending like good two three four hours i think the most i ever spent like six hours one podcast i'm like this is ridiculous so can you share some insight how do you came to set up a process which doesn't take that long or maybe it does i don't know I've gotten it. That, so I'm a huge believer in systems. As a matter of fact, if you want to scale something as an entrepreneur and scaling and making more money are very closely tied in many cases, um, having good systems are the way you do it, like you said, without losing your mind or without losing it any more than I already have, right? Um, so yeah, there's so many things I could say. One of the big things I've done is I create a Trello board. Trello is a free project management software and it's just called Awarepreneur's Podcast and, and everything goes there. I have a spreadsheet with my guests and the topic we talked about and the date I did the interview and the date it goes live, their website, everything goes into that spreadsheet. I have um, three different ways of backing things up because I've literally recorded things and then it's just gone. So two on the cloud and one external hard drive. So that I have backup systems. I've learned to, I have templates all ready to go in Canva that are branded templates. So I can make an episode graphic that says, you know, episode number 122 with the guest name and their picture. I have things in Google Docs and all of the links to this are in this Trello um, project management board, right? So I have a, when somebody is um, pitched and I, and I said, yes, I have a welcome email with all the logistics of what um, the podcast is about and asking them to have a, at least a headset, if not a podcast microphone and test their internet speed and please send me a headshot of high resolution for an episode graphic with an example so they know what it looks like. Um, I have a calendar app so that somebody, I don't have to like do emails back and forth and say, oh yes, you can be on the podcast, but yeah, what time zone are you in? And I'm in mountain time zone and you're in Germany or you're in India. I talked to a guy in India yesterday. I'm dyslexic. For 
get it trying to like so i use a simple calendar app there's a bunch of them like calendy or acuity or a point or whatever they're like seven dollars a month it's the best seven dollars i've ever spent in my life is using an app like that so um and then and actually the big thing that many people are thinking about is actual um what happens once you record an episode so you and i are recording on zoom i do the same thing if you are thinking of a podcast, I would encourage you to record it locally on your computer and not to the cloud. Um, Zoom gives you two options. And if you record it on your computer, well, if Zoom's paying for the bandwidth, they're going to give you less bandwidth. If you're paying for the bandwidth, you get more bandwidth. It sounds better if you record it to your own computer. I take that and run it through a program called Auphonic. It's basically artificial intelligence that does all the post-production things that we used to pay humans to do, um, like balancing out the level of the host and the guest and cleaning up some of the, if there's any background noise or whatever. So Auphonic, um, A-U-P-H-O-N-I-C.com. I think it's like $11 a month. If you do like two or three hours a month, it's free. And I pay like $11 a month for up to 11 or 13 hours or something like that. It's quite, it's quite affordable and it does a lot of the um, sound post-production things that um, just takes about five minutes and I don't have to, <laughs> I just drop it in and I get an MP3 out. And then you take that MP3 and I drop it into Audacity if you are a Mac user, you could also use GarageBand and I just drop in my intro and my outro and upload it. And I use the software called uh, Libsyn, which takes it and distributes it all around the web. iTunes and Apple Podcasts and Spotify and all that. And put it on my website and we're done. Yeah, that's it. Not much, does it? <laughs> it sounds like a lot, <laughs> but considering that the results I get, it's the single biggest thing I've ever done, best thing I've ever done for my business. Yeah, I understand, but like somebody who's just starting out, like, oh, that's all. You don't have to do all these things. No, you ask me, what do I do? No, if you're starting, what right, I'd suggest right. is make it super simple. Maybe even think about doing it on SoundCloud or Anchor or some very simple free software to just get a couple episodes under your belt and see if you even like podcasting. Yeah, I would say that somebody who is listening to this podcast, don't upload anywhere, at least until you have actually recorded three episodes. Because yeah. the fourth one, when you record it, you will have a system that is perfect for you. If you just go and pay for service or anywhere else, they're like, oh, this is too much. Just yeah. open up an iPhone or a cell phone or even like a recording somewhere just record it because the par hardest part that I find is like when you're starting out when I did and everybody else including yourself Paul I'm assuming defining how to create a podcast and creating a content for the podcast that itself could be a challenge on its own and speaking of challenge have you ever come across that when you were starting that oh yeah I know what I was doing and <laughs> Is anybody going to listen? And what am I really talking about? And is this, is my intro too long? I hate the sound of my own voice. The guest is louder than I am or vice versa. I've I've not too long ago, a very famous person. I, I did an episode. I don't know what happened, Mark, but I lost it. It's just gone. Zoom. This was when, this was right early on in the COVID days. 
I tried to record it to my hard drive and then get it to all the places I back it up, but it was gone. And I had to go back to that person and, you know, eat a lot of humble pie. And I am so sorry it's gone. And he was very gracious and we redid it. Um, so yeah, I've had more face plants and fall downs than I can possibly even count. And even with all that, it's so worth it. Right. So uh, can you share any tips like for if you want to create a content for your podcast? Let's just say you're just starting out, right? And you don't have any guests at that very moment. So what can you do to lower the stress level of like, I'm not good enough. I don't know what I'm talking about. Or even though the person may know. So what tips can you share to say, hey, create a content about blah, 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 following this particular blueprint, system, advice, whatever you have? Sure. It's a great question, Mark. First of all, not all podcasts have guests. Um, sometimes people just, you already have knowledge base and you can either start there or sometimes people go back and forth. Every other episode, you know, if you're a financial advisor or you are a, you know, semi-professional baseball player and you know a lot about baseball, you might not need to bring in other baseball players, right? You, you can just sit down and say, hey, here's what I know about baseball. Today, we're going to talk about pitching or like playing the field and, you know, playing the outfield or whatever. But if you did want to get started with guests, these um, exact resources, those platforms that we talked about, they go both ways. So you can go to Podit where you and I met or Matchmaker or Podcast Guest Connection and say, I have a podcast and I'm looking for some guests on, you name the topic, somebody wants to be a guest from money to baseball, whiskey to marriage, raising kids to, you know, your dog is acting out and peeing all over the floor and you're trying to like, you know, do some dog training. Everything you could possibly imagine, somebody wants to talk about it and these platforms will help you connect with them. So what I would suggest is try not to overthink it. And I'm a big fan, the most researched book that the world has ever seen on successful entrepreneurship is a book called The Lean Startup. And The Lean Startup talks about iterating your way to success. So you'll get much better at podcasting if you start out when you think you don't know what you're doing and you get on and you hit the record button and get some gas. Six months later, you're going to be a much better podcast than if you sit around and running around your head for six months, but you've never recorded an episode. It's called iterating your right. Try, you know, give it a go, give it your best, hit the record button, upload that thing and try to get a few people this is my other big suggestion. Try to keep in mind who your audience is. So if it's the people that are interested in dog training, really try to think like what it's like to be somebody who loves your dog, but your dog is just tearing up shoes or peeing on the floor or whatever it is. And really try to find some guests to the extent you can, if you are doing guests, that have some really good tips for that person. Same thing if you want to get into fitness or modeling or what, really try to find guests or if you're doing it yourself, give information that really helps that person. And then it's not so much about, you know, the sound of your voice or if you do do video with your podcast, oh, I look funny on video. Don't worry about that. Try to focus your attention on giving really good information in a 
relational, try not to be like a college professor and like, now I'm going to give the lecture on getting your dog to not pee on the kitchen floor, right? That's not going to go well. <laughs> Absolutely not. I'm so glad you brought that up because like most people like, hey, I don't sound great. I don't look good or video, audio, whatever that case might be. Like the best example I can give, like when you go to get your car fixed, the mechanic does not look like he was going to a wedding or something. You don't care. <laughs> the guy's hair or the woman's hair is like not necessarily all done up, right? Exactly. And at that point, the only thing you care about is fix my car so I can get out of my way, go get my grocery shopping, go on a date, or whatever the case might be, just to fix my car. So the beautiful thing about that is people don't care about you. They only care about themselves, which is a good thing and a, you know, bad thing depending on how you look at it but most of the time it's a good thing because if you can help somebody like Paul has been helping you people who are listening to this you know you're like Paul's great you know you may not know a lot about Paul him right now but speaking of Paul where can people find you or learn more about you I'm all over the internet but the <laughs> but the best way to the best way to do it is just go to awarepreneurs the first part of the word awareness the second part of the word entrepreneurs, awarepreneurs, all one word, dot com. Check out our podcast, the links to all the socials from Instagram to LinkedIn to Facebook, all that's there. So yeah, just go to awarepreneurs.com. And if you want to see a little more about what we're up to, go check it out there. Awesome. So you guys can go check that out. And then on another question, I guess that's what I have for you. Is So let's say you got your podcast, you are guest on other podcasts and then at what point do you go and monetize your podcast or try to make money off from it is there tips that you can share in regards to that it's a great question mark i think it really depends on what your business model is and what your strategy is so like for me i started um i was selling one-on-one coaching services and from there you know you don't need like a gazillion people, if one person signs up for your coaching strategy, great. You just like send them an agreement and boom, you're off. They hit the PayPal or the Stripe button and you're off and running. If you're trying to do a membership, um, which is what I mostly sell now on this podcast tour, um, that's a, you know, a membership with one person in it. It's not a community. It doesn't have any traction until you, like I said, we have 315 members in our, now it feels really dynamic and alive. But if I try, if that was my original startup business model, I need to go in and build some street cred as the person who has this kind of community that I want to build. So I think it really, really depends on what you're selling. And what I would say, if you're an early entrepreneur, is try to think about something that you can sell where you don't have to wait until you have 315 members to make it interesting, right? So like if you're selling t-shirts, you can sell a t-shirt to one person. If you're selling consulting or coaching or dog training, but it, you know, some models to make it viable, if you have to order a thing and you have to buy a hundred of them and it's gonna cost you $10,000, well, then try to find something else that you can sell before that that doesn't have that same kind of investment up front. And then your podcast, either way, either being a guest or being a host, is going to put money in your pocket sooner if you have the right business model. Right. Awesome. So question, another one is, if you could 
give advice to somebody who is, let's just say, 21 years old, straight out of college, and he wants to become an entrepreneur, what advice would you give that person? The best advice I ever got, Mark, is um, it, it, I'm, I'm a bit of a science geek. Call it a neuro geek, right? Like brain science and neuroscience. The biggest research that comes back, and it's, an, it's true for entrepreneurship, but it's true about everything. When humans want to change or grow, the single biggest predictor of success is what scientists call social support. So, you know, 12-step programs are built on this model. I'm drinking or I'm eating food in a certain way that's not serving me and I want to change it. What do you do? You go connect with other people who are really supportive and you be honest about your journey along the way. Same thing with entrepreneurship. The best advice I ever got, it doesn't matter if you're 21 or 91, if you want to be an entrepreneur and you're new and you don't yet have a good, you don't yet know the language or like, oh my God, should I charge $97,000 or $3? I don't know. Well, go get into conversation with people who are, who are a little further or hopefully a lot further. For me, I love social media for that. That's one of the things that I learned early on is get on social media and try to have really honest conversations with other entrepreneurs who have some sense of what kind of business. So if you're like in the car business, yoga teachers might or might not be very useful to you or vice versa. If you're a yoga teacher and somebody who sells cars for a living tells you, you should do A, B, C, or D. Eh, maybe not. It might work in the car business, but it might not work in the yoga business, right? So try to find places. And now with the internet, all different kinds of entrepreneurs are finding each other and talking to each other. Go try to join the conversation. Find a place where people are being honest and real and give you Here's the details of what I do and what worked for me and what are you thinking and how can I help? That's great advice. So if you're listening and you love that advice, definitely check out Paul's website. <laughs> he can definitely give you more advice. So once again, Paul, what's that website again? It's awarepreneurs.com and the community part of things is awarepreneurs.com forward slash community. Awesome, Paul. Thank you so much for taking the time in your busy schedule to talking to me and sharing some amazing tips. And I truly appreciate it. I know everybody who's listening to this truly appreciate it. And before we leave, I just want to give you an opportunity to share anything that you would like to share with the audience at this point. Well, first thing is just take good care of your health in this crisis, right? Can't grow a business if you're sick or dead right take really good care of yourself in terms of just you know what you're eating what you're doing in terms of if you do go out where you go and how you take care of yourself just please that's the first thing you can learn it takes you six months longer to get to the kind of financial goal but you're alive then you're alive right so that's the very first thing in these times take really good care of yourself and second, just know that not everything you see on the internet is the real deal. Try not to compare your journey with what you might see somebody putting on Instagram or whatever entrepreneur is like you think rocking it. I get emails from some of those that are like somebody's putting out on it. I made a gazillion dollars. And then I get an email from them, Paul, I'm not sure I'm going to pay the rent this month. Just, just be really careful be kind to yourself and just see it as a process of learning and growing, not 
when I first started, I was like, I don't have the gene to be an entrepreneur. I must be broken. All these other people seem to like have it in their blood or in their genes. And I'm just like a social worker kind of guy and I'm never going to figure it out. No, it's a learning process, not a gene. That's the other thing I want to say. All right, cool. All right, Paul, this pleasantly amazing time had talking with you. Uh, uh, hopefully we'll connect soon. And thank you so much once again. I cannot thank you enough. You know, I, I may seem like a broken record, but trust me, it's truly a pleasure talking to you. Thank you so much for having me, Mark, and everything with you're doing with this podcast. Congratulations. Hey, guys, I just want to take a quick moment to tell you thank you so much for listening to this podcast and all the podcasts that you have listened to it. If you truly enjoyed what you were listening to it, make sure you click the subscribe button wherever you're listening to it. And also, I have a something special that I want to offer to you that is truly going to help you take your business to a 10x level. If that's something you're interested in, make sure you go to markkumar.com forward slash gift. Once again, the URL is markkumar.com forward slash gift. And in there, I have something that I really truly believe is going to help you go take your business to the next level a lot faster.